0: all right good evening everyone we're going to go ahead and get started promptly Um, my name is Joseph Floyd I'm the executive director of the Active Streets Alliance and I'm trying not to trip on cords sorry Um, so thank you all for coming tonight Uh, we're going to do a workshop on urban trails we have a number of presenters here we're going to give some brief presentations and then we want to start gathering feedback from all of you uh, but before we do that, I want to let Kelly Thompson with Liquid Creative speak a little bit about what they do and about this fabulous space that they're allowing us to use tonight. So thank you.
1: I hate using microphones and I certainly don't need one, but Joseph said I had to. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you for coming to our new home. We've been here since the beginning of the year. Liquid Creative, which is right behind that wall and on the other side of the building, is a full service marketing agency. So we do marketing plans, creative design, website design. We're, like I said, a comprehensive agency. We've Uh, been in Gainesville, this is our fifth year, and so we were originally down on the other side, on North Main, so we have grown, the agency has doubled in size in the past six months, so we decided that we need a new home that reflects more of our creative side and also allows for some room for growth. So we found this building. Keith Perry owns this building. And so April and Scott, who are the owners of the agency, decided to take on um, the building. But of course, was more space than we needed. So their vision was to share the space with some sort of creative partner. And uh, the Gainesville Fine Arts Association has been looking for a home for 92 years. And so they have been basically a traveling organization and have never had a dedicated gallery space. So we have donated the space to the um, Arts Association where they have monthly uh, shows. This month is black and white, as you can tell. And next month it it changes monthly the themes. They have association and memberships for artists or even if you want to just, if you're not an active artist, but enjoy art and want to become a member. Jeremy has forums up front He's your go-to guy I have to leave to go to another event But he'll take care of you Whatever you need A couple of housekeeping issues On the other side of this kitchenette area Are our restrooms A water fountain There's a refrigerator with refreshments in there If you'd like to have a drink Or um, two But that's it No, just kidding. And uh, also, so um, I appreciate, I'm I'm thankful for Joseph for asking us to host this event. Um, Of course, the Arts Association is donating this space. So if you feel the need to donate to the organization or would like to get a membership form, they're up front. There's a donation box there. But like I said, they are um, a strictly volunteer organization, which we can all appreciate. Um, So we're thankful to have this space and be able to utilize it for Um, great efforts like this and again if anybody is interested or involved with any other organizations that are interested in sharing our space we do, um, we welcome that and we encourage it because it is really a community space and we want to make sure that folks get to appreciate it and utilize it just like we do so if you have any questions there's some information about Liquid and what we do up front and um, I guess that's it, did I miss anything? No? Okay, thank you
2: Enjoy.
0: Thank so, you. <laughs> so thank you Kelly and now you guys kind of understand why we wanted to have this event here I think it's a nice segue to what we're trying to do and how we re-envision our current space and our needs and, and what we can do with what we already have and so with that I'm going to turn it over to Scott Wright to kind of give an, an overview and we'll go
3: from there so thank you Scott okay so Good evening, everybody. Uh, I guess we kind of have a smallish crowd tonight. I'm sure that the, the rain probably has something to do with that. Um, but I, I think I think it will be good because we have kind of an interactive session plan, and so sometimes with a smaller group, that can be a little more interesting and, and successful. But first, we're going to give uh, a few presentations here tonight. Um, Michelle Park from the Parks Department and myself are going to talk about the city efforts that are ongoing, and then I'll introduce uh, a particular plan for a a trail Um, and really that's what we want to talk about tonight is how we come up with these new urban trails what their what their functions might be um, where they might go where where those opportunities are for for new trails to um, be discovered around the city and uh, where and and also from looking at the map where there's a need and where we don't have uh, any kind of facilities serving people Um, the I I guess the, the way that public works intersects with this effort is through a strategic initiative uh strategic initiative 6.5 if you don't know every year i guess the city commission comes up with a strategic plan and in that they have uh, a number of strategic initiatives and this particular one is is basically about trying to create 100 miles of i think it says Tra- or paths around the city. It's pretty undefined what what that means, but it's supposed to be a bicycle and pedestrian paths around the city. And um, if you look now, if you look at our multi-use trails, which are obviously paved uh, facilities, then we've got somewhere over 20 miles. So even if you count those, we have a, we have a long way to go to create 100 miles of paths within within the city. Um, we've kind of started talking about how we're going to do that and looking into sort of preliminary. Approach um, for doing three things probably it's it's a non-funded strategic initiative. So First we want to identify where these opportunities are and that's part of what you know, maybe you all can help us with some tonight Um, Secondly, we want to start prioritizing You know if we know say we have 10 trails around the city that we think makes sense um, how do we rank those so that when the funding becomes available we've got, you know, our our number one priority trail that we want to create. Um, And and then, well, so thirdly, when the funding is there, um, how do we allocate that to to those specific facilities? Um, I guess the last thing to say is, uh, I'll I'll introduce Michelle in a second, but then the last thing is is I'll explain these maps a little bit. Um, What we've got identified on these maps, and there's kind of a, a, broader almost the Alachua County view map there and then there's a, a more narrow uh, more urban area of Gainesville map and what's shown there is the multi-use paths uh, what we call multi-use trails which are like I said really paved trails eight to 12 foot wide meant to accommodate bicycles and pedestrians simultaneously uh, and and so that's why it's wider than your typical sidewalk whereas I'm, I'm sure you've observed sometimes you have some conflicts with with bicycles and pedestrians on your typical five-foot sidewalk. Um, for the most part, we try to do them off the street. Um, even if they're alongside a street, they're typically separated by, you know, a, a grass strip. So you've got some distance from auto traffic. And uh, that's what those green lines are here on both maps. So the green lines are the, the multi-use trails. Um, the dotted ones are ones that there's some sort of plan for. Again, it may not be a specifically funded plan, but there's a there's a specifically identified um plan for a trail where you see those dashed lines. And then the blue lines are, the lighter blue lines, are bicycle uh, lanes. So those are streets that have bike lanes on them. And the reason why we're showing that there is because sometimes, if you're thinking about getting around the city from point A to point B, it's important to know how these different facilities interconnect. Oh, can somebody look? Oh, all right. Never mind. Um, so in, in all cases, we, the reality is, in, in all cases, we're not going to be able to build a multi-use trail. We've kind of the low-hanging fruit has already taken place in terms of the, the rail trails. So you know, the Gainesville Hawthorne Trail, of course, was on a rail bed. The Sixth Street Trail is on a rail bed. Um, where we're finding uh, opportunities for these things now are more like easements and right unbuilt rights ways, and we're having to be a little more creative at working those in. So a couple other facilities that kind of fill that grid are bicycle boulevards and um, Northwest 12th Street a good example. Basically, it's just a designated path for bicycles to ride on. It's an alternative to 13th Street in that case, and it's to just let people know, well, both cars and bikes know that this is a good, uh, appropriate place for, for bicycles to ride. Um, and then lastly, uh, there's you know, a few examples of these on the map here that you'll see in red, what we call neighborhood connectors. So um, a lot of times you have an incomplete grid, And you have a space, so then you have a a lack of connectivity between two neighborhoods. So we've worked in some cases to try to reconnect, at least for bicycles and pedestrians, some of those neighborhoods. And also, in in other cases, connect those neighborhoods to other facilities like the multi-use paths. So um, I've probably said enough at this point, and I'll uh, introduce Michelle Park from the Parks Department.
4: Thank you, Scott. Good evening, everyone. Um, Could we take a moment and just go around the room and introduce yourselves, and uh, we'll start with James. Right, so Public Works. Still. For me, sure. I mean, just, you just make sure we get handouts, uh, the, the, the master plan, and, the, and most particularly the trail map? What, what I want to speak with you about, and I. So, Joseph, this is really awkward, so, uh, but, but I'm going to do it because I know what you, your, your intention is to, to tape this, and, and I appreciate that too. So this evening, I just want to give you a quick overview of our city's uh, parks, recreation, and cultural affairs master plan, and and particularly focused on the trail component. Um, so this is an executive summary that um, really gives a, a a good overview of of the master plan and all of its components, and and I'll quickly kind of walk through it so we can get to the trail part. But I want you to make I want you to know that that. The trail piece is just one of six categories that that we're working to uh, provide park improvements to and as well as uh, build some new parks and facilities um, to actually address the needs of our master plan, which is a 20-year plan, hence Vision 2020. <laughs> so um, the process started, uh, believe it or not, 2011, it was an 18-month process. The plan was adopted November of 2012. Um, since that time, we've been working uh, diligently to to get some of that low-hanging fruit and um, and really create a, a funding mechanism to pay for the plan. Because uh, you'll see the price tag uh, towards the end. Um, we we hired the Trust for Public Land, who uh, has a conservation finance. Program and we're all over the country. They they work to provide research to local governments to help help local governments pass ballot initiatives um, to support parks, recreation, trails, uh, and, and cultural cultural arts. So the Trust for Public Land uh, did a study for us last last year and uh, did a poll of our citizens to test different funding mechanisms. Sim- simultaneously, the county um, also hired the Trust for Public Land to to consider to do the same thing, but on a county-wide basis. And so ultimately, um, just a few weeks ago, the Board of County Commission approved ballot language um, that will, will be on the ballot November 8th um, that would renew a... Um, a funding initiative that was passed by our voters in Alatcha County in 2008. Um, it's called Wild Spaces Public Places. And if the voters pass this initiative on November 8th, um, it will generate approximately $46.5 million dollars just for the city of Gainesville over an eight year period. It's a half a penny collected over an eight year period. And that's so every municipality in the county would receive um, funding for parks, recreation, trails, um, as well as the county receives actually the largest uh, portion um, of the funding uh, to achieve the same. So I'm not here tonight to – I can't, as a city employee, ask you to support the initiative. I can educate you on um, – the needs identified in our master planning process and and um and and then just say that there is a a citizens committee that um is being led by the trust for public land uh and our own local representative of that is uh hanrahan our, our former mayor um the alachua conservation trust has um already stepped up to uh, as they did in 2008, to be the political action committee, the PAC that would help uh, support the citizen campaign efforts. So, so there will be initiatives that Joseph will uh, eventually be informed about, therefore sharing that information with you at, at some date in the future. Um, so let's talk about, just quickly, um, there are six categories, a new and improved parks, Um, nature parks and environmental education programs, athletic facilities um, and programs, um, cultural facilities and programs, recreation centers and pools, and trails and bikeway system. Those are not in priority order at all. Um, In fact, when we asked our citizens, which over 1,800 citizens participated in this planning process through different methods of data collection – We did a statistically valid uh, mail and telephone survey. Then we did a uh, comparable internet survey. And then we did focus groups, community meetings, uh, intercept surveys, uh, interviews in our parks, et cetera. A number of different methods. But the number one feature that our citizens told us they wanted was greater connectivity and more bikeways and trails so uh, and, and that's that 's nationally, and I, you, you probably already know that as well but but it was great to see um, our citizens really support they want to be able to get on a bike or walk um, or skate um, or scooter um, from point A to point B from public to private to shopping to school to libraries, et etc so so the price tag for the entire master plan you can see it's broken down in by these six categories is is roughly it's 81 million dollars over a 20 year period. Um, the trail component piece is almost eight million dollars, and most of that are to actually create um, these recommended Trails and these are recommendations. So we'll we'll talk about those in a moment um, And then a portion of those funds are to improve trails and provide trailhead improvements so uh, restrooms uh, water stations bike repair stations, etc um, Stop me at any time if you want. okay, so I uh, Scott and Debbie uh, with Public Works have we've worked really hard Well through the whole process Debbie was on our planning committee uh, over the years Um, We've identified, you know potential trails in in the the gold Dotted those are the trails that are listed on the the back of the the slide that if uh, if the voters support the initiative um, are recommended to be funded and, and constructed. Um, and again, these are not necessarily in priority order either. Um, and so I'm, I'm really here tonight uh, uh, to listen and um, get your input on on these uh, as well as other needs that may uh, surface during this whole planning process. So with that, any questions that I could answer? Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it back over to Scott. So thank you very much.
3: okay so our our idea for tonight God this thing's heavy um, I'll just move it up so since so you all can see it a little bit better. Um, our idea for tonight was kind of just to pitch three ideas for trails um, and this is actually one that's here on the on the map shown in orange and it's listed in the wSPP projects called the Sweetwater trail and yeah thanks because then I can point. That's good. Appreciate it. Um, and one thing that I, th- I think is really interesting about this trail in particular, and the reason why it's called the Sweetwater Trail, is because it roughly follows the track of the Sweetwater Branch Creek um, from its genesis here uh, near the Main Street shopping mall. I think the, the spring and, and swamp that used to be there was actually underneath that shopping center today, and uh, follows that through the duck pond. Area and through down through the power district, through Depot Park, and then ultimately all the way down to the new Sweetwater Wetlands Park, which if you haven't been to that, that's that's pretty cool. Don't go when it's very hot and sunny, but right. but it's a great place to go and watch uh, for wildlife. Um, but I, I think you know one of the defining features about Gainesville, and you can see here the map of Gainesville and all the creeks there shown in blue, of course, um, is creeks and you know we don't have mountains or we don't have a a single big river like a lot of cities have but we do have this interesting system of creeks and uh, so this trail could highlight that um, as well as provide uh, functional and recreational purposes and uh, i think in that in that way it's you know interesting in, in two different ways um so there's you can see the sweetwater branch here this is kind of an excerpt of this map and you can see how This trail, you know, does indeed roughly follow that all the way down to Payne's Prairie where, you know, the Sweetwater Branch eventually ends. And basically, I've just pulled out a few photos, and you can kind of look at this at your own time later if you're interested. But I'll just point out a few things. This is 10th Avenue here, which is uh, where the trail could begin. And at that point, it would connect into the 6th Street Trail. And, again, that's enhancing the function of not just this trail but the overall trail system because what – That would allow to happen is for this loop to be created through depot park and and connecting back to the sixth street trail on uh 10th avenue around downtown so you could actually have a loop of trails around downtown which would be kind of a cool feature and also that would allow the creation of a hub that then could you could then have spurs off of that hub to connect to different parts of the city uh so the trail is important for that sense um and uh, there's some challenges i'd say with any of these trails you know there's opportunities Uh, you're trying to get from point a to point b you kind of see these opportunities you see things like power line easements like we've got this big power line easement over here which is shown here running alongside waldo road or willison road and then uh, that same power line easement continues here behind the rts facility and the gru water treatment facility those are city-owned properties so it's going to be a lot easier for the city to create a trail across an easement on city owned properties that's that's an opportunity Um, however there's also some private property here at the end of that trail that is going to be a little bit of a challenge for the city to work with that property owner to try to make this happen Um, other other types of challenges you can see along a lot of the area through the duck pond here on the on the northeast boulevard you've got a lot of space in the midst in the middle of that big median where the Sweetwater Branch runs uh, for most of that distance. However, there's parts where it gets a little narrower, narrower here and then even more narrow. Yes, that's it. Right. Is this not working? Is it? Am I not close enough? Okay, there we go. Um, and then this is uh, it gets even narrower down next between the creek and the street as it gets down closer to University Avenue. So there, there's going to be a little bit of problem solving that has to happen there with that with the trail at that location, we could convert it to a bicycle boulevard, where basically the trail then comes onto the street. This is not a high traffic street, so that would certainly be a good solution for that location. Um, and I mean, really, that's that's that probably covers enough uh, about this particular trail. It, it connects a lot of interesting points as well. Um, you know, like I said, the shopping center neighborhoods. You got the power district, which will be developing at some point in the future. You got the downtown bus depot right next to that. You got Depot Park, and then um, a couple other parks: County Park, as well as the Sweetwater Wetlands Branch or um, Sweetwater Wetlands Park there as well. Um, so that's my pitch for the Sweetwater Trail. And uh, I think Forrest, are you popping up next? Sure. Oh, right,
5: let's do a swap. Hi. Okay, so this is um, Patano Trail. It will be alongside Springstead Creek which will begin at the intersection of 39th Avenue and Northwest 13th Street um, and will flow eastward through this uh, single family residential neighborhood here. I'm going to use these um, potential challenge as you mentioned as well. Um, Nobody really wants, well not everybody wants a uh, public path in a enclosed private area Um, but on the upside there is a lot of space between the creek um, and the surrounding homes so there's a lot to work with Um, and there aren't as you know, this is a very high traffic area, um, high volume, a lot going on, 13th, 6th, 39th. And then you have uh, Stephen Foster Elementary located up there. So um, there are no crosswalks. Um, I don't think there are any sidewalks when I did my site visit. Um, so we would have to put a sidewalk, a crosswalk there to connect the next part of the trail, which is definitely a plus. Um, not only for safety reasons, but um, just for actually connecting the trail Um, Then it continues east, and there's public works. Um, And then it'll kind of, I guess, bicycle boulevard would be the term, along 35th Avenue, and there's a drainage easement there, so I was thinking either it could be along the street or more toward the ditch, maybe with some railing for safety reasons, whatever's more favorable um, and safer. Uh, And then up until 35th Avenue... The terrain, you know, since it's going to be along the creek, is pretty tricky. Um, it's pretty steep, and slope kind of goes down toward the water, so that could be a potential issue. It might be actually one of the bigger challenges. Um, but like I said, there's ample amount of space between the street and the creek, so it's not narrow. Um, there's plenty of space to work with, so hopefully we can kind of um, figure that out to place it in a safe space where there's not, you know, any erosion or anything like that. Um then it sort of continues um, on Thirty Fifth Avenue at Northeast Second Street, and I'll probably mention that putting another another crosswalk is pretty important um, along Main because I Main is a pretty busy busy road. Um, and then this area is pretty hairy because it's primarily an industrial park, but I also think that it's kind of a really good opportunity to implement a trail, because there are surrounding neighborhoods, and all you really have is auto shops and services, things like that, um, so it might be a good idea to kind of continue the trail that way, and then um, is that the point west of Maine? Yes, east, east of Maine Right, yeah, west of Maine yeah. uh, Yes the trail, crosses right. the trail crosses Maine, right <laughs> Thank you for answering my question. Um, and then, so this is a second trail entrance that I put here. I don't know if that is going to work out. Like I said, it's kind of like a multi use section at this point. Um, this is a vacant area. There's no developments or roads for that that I know of. Um, and it's owned by the city of Gainesville. So I don't know the current status of it. Um, but if for any reason we wouldn't be able to use it, we can maybe wrap around or find some sort of other connection point to continue the fourth part of the trail. Um, And that eventually goes back on to 35th Avenue again, maybe as a bicycle boulevard, and then hits uh, Rawlings Elementary. So the end goal being that it starts and ends with uh, schools, elementary schools. Um, Yeah. And then there's a Gainesville motorcycle training lot that's actually part of the school board. So it's owned by the school, Um, only used on weekends, kind of a strange thing, but Uh, We were thinking maybe we could use that um, when it's not being used for training, um, for other kinds of training, whether that be um, bicycle initiative programs or anything like that, Um, maybe stormwater management, you know, things like that, just to explain what's going on in their own backyards and get the community together. And so it seems like there are a lot of opportunities for engagement. Um, So hopefully we can see that being used. Um, And I think that covers everything. And, yeah, as at Rawlings Elementary.
3: So
5: dead vertical line middle of the 6th street is that right one the big ones is Main the, one the, l- the one with all the one with all the commercial that's right here that's Main That's, Maine. that's, Maine. that's Maine. Yeah that's Main okay. Yeah I'm pointing over here I don't want a 6th Yeah 6th yeah, is right here This area? Yeah. So that's Cloudwood's conservation area. Yeah. Okay.
4: Here, uh, Northeast 31st Avenue is one of uh, the potential trails here that would connect to uh, Northeast 15th. Um, Hmm. So, So somewhere in this area. (laughs) And um, that's kind of a. They go all the way to Waldo Road. Um, And one of the uh, benefits we view so, there is a very uh, underutilized, old, almost embarrassing park right here at yeah. yeah. northeast 31st avenue park um and <laughs> you know years ago when when the neighborhood was, was very active it had a community garden and, and playground equipment et but it's one of our top priorities as a park to renovate um you know with should the ballot issue pass but this area currently we're working with a few groups um that are interested in off-road cycling uh oh. It's uh, such Such a yes, so it's just really as <laughs> yeah. well as then also the local high school's cross country teams are looking for a permanent home uh, for a cross country um, route, just a three mile route. So we're looking at a lot of different uses in this spaces, but um, utilizing uh, some parking in here, uh, adding a restroom, uh, you know, good potential uh, trail head want to add yeah, that that's to great. it. It could be all become a, whether this replaces this or something, it's certainly the, values of, the value of that eastern, east west uh, connection to the schools is, is exceptional. Yeah. Like many of our conservation lands, we acquire them when we can, and, um, and then develop more passive areas, but this particular property is really perfect for a more active bicycling or cycling and, as I said, the off-road, or uh, even runners.
2: Just getting left high and dry. Um, So I am also the executive director of the Florida Community Design Center. And this past semester, Dina was one of our interns. And a project that we worked on was really looking at doing virtually the same thing that we're looking at right now. And that's to identify these places where connectivity can be increased and where some important assets and nodes could be connected in the city. When we started looking at that, we... Noticed very quickly much like what Scott pointed out is that our city is run through with creeks and a lot of times the easiest way To get from those connection points is by going along the creeks of course not physically, but in a uh, in a conceptual way uh, A lot of that has to do with the way that cities were designed and then the way that Gainesville was designed is you put your buildings next to what then was the stormwater of course now using the creeks for stormwater is not cool anymore, um, but those connection nodes still exist. So starting from that point we really want to as, as designers, as urban designers, look for those assets, look for those nodes and connection points and look for places that really have needs and the greatest of needs. So for this section of trail it is the Lake Forest Creek Trail, and you'll see the Duval neighborhood. And the Duval neighborhood is one of Gainesville's um, more uh, neglected or is certainly one of the neighborhoods that could use a lot of help in any way that it can get it. Um, So if we start with this trail, we're looking at a couple of important nodes for the neighborhood. Of course, the neighborhood itself is bounded by Hawthorne University and Waldo Road. It really kind of makes a, a, a defining feature for the neighborhood already. There's an entryway at 8th that uh, some of you may recognize that has the Welcome to Duval Heights sign at the entry, entryway here. Um, but if we start up in the northwest corner here, you'll see the Walmart. And, of course, the uh, Walmart Supercenter for this area and for this neighborhood is the primary source for food and for a lot of the neighborhood's needs and goods. Um, And, of course, jobs for the neighborhood, too, where jobs and um, the poverty rate and unemployment rate in this neighborhood is exceptionally high. Uh, So if we start here... Lake Forest Creek originally began a little bit to the west and flowed around the Duval neighborhood and then south towards, uh, eventually it runs into Noonan's Lake. Today, it's a ditched culvert that runs behind the Super Walmart and then behind the Cedar Grove neighborhood here. There is a a lot of width on both sides of this ditched culvert, and it is a, a drainage easement that runs along there. So it makes it a pretty good opportunity, good, flat, wide open space to perhaps just put in a trail. You can also see if you come closer later, there's some environmental concerns on this trail already, uh, to put it nicely. These are shopping carts that are just have been dumped in the culvert here. You'll see all kinds of great stuff along this creek, TVs, refrigerators, furniture, uh, pieces of houses. I've seen sheds. And, of course, that's all flowing into Morningside, down eventually into Noonan's. Um, As you move to the east, of course, it is close to the Cedar Grove neighborhood, um, connecting a lot more of the actual residents that live there. And then, of course, connecting those residents to the Walmart, to the existing Waldo Road um, Greenway, and uh, eventually going east, connecting it to this Hawthorne Road. But I'll get there. As you get to the corner here, this is a, um, uh, a radio tower, and the creek or easement, the ditch, sort of bends around this radio tower, but it makes a very good flat open spot, and it starts to really become the beginning of more of a wild creek in that area. So there is an opportunity with this trail to actually design a, a visual and obvious Transition from an urban path, an urban mixed-use path, into perhaps more of a natural trail and path. As it then <laughs> turns to the south and heads to uh, the eastern section of Duval, two more very important nodes. One is the Horizon School, and another one is the Lofton Magnet School. Um, those schools, especially Lofton, focus on the magnet programs to... Um, uh, Uh, And they've designed some special curriculum for, for the students there. What we were discussing as a part of this project is it being in this very unique transition urban area, perhaps there's an opportunity there to incorporate the schools, incorporate some magnet curriculum into urban design, into more of a sustainable sustainability in the built environment curriculum, things along those lines. Um, that uh, then, of course, could be incorporated into the trail itself. So the trail becomes a connection point and even a uh, resource for education for the neighborhood at that At that point. As it goes south, you cross University Avenue here. Of course, um, having that crossing, it's going to be essential that it's very obvious, visible, has a, a very good crosswalk. Um it, I live on this end of town. As soon as you get past right about here, it becomes a drag strip to see how fast anyone can get east. So it, the traffic here gets very fast. It's not that busy, but it's fast. So uh, making a very obvious crosswalk there will be essential. A, uh obvious connectivity node here is Fred Cone Park, which has been relatively recently... Uh, developed, and it is extremely popular with this entire neighborhood. If you go to Fred Cone Park on Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday, and Sunday, it's like being at a football game. The, the entire neighborhood is out, and it's a very, very well-used park. So right there, we could have either along University Avenue connect to the entrance of Fred Cone Park, or there is a utility easement for a power line along here, Or this little clear space is actually the creek as it, again, becomes slightly more natural, more wild. So there are three different choices for where that path could connect to there. Um, As I mentioned earlier, right about in this area are where two versions of Lake Forest Creek connect, even though they've been culverted and turned into stormwater, and then it jogs to the east and goes to Noonan's. It also however, comes across this property. This is privately owned property. Um, I believe it's the Florence Construction and Demolition Company that owns that property, but it is one large landowner, which generally makes uh, any sort of land negotiating and purchasing easier, obviously, if you're just dealing with one customer. Um, if, it, if we did decide to continue it on this southern leg, It could eventually connect to Hawthorne Road here and, of course, the uh, bike trails and connectivity that are on Hawthorne. Something that does not show up on this image is that the Alachua County Sheriff's Office is also right at the end of this. So that could be an asset. It could be utilized for training for the sheriff's bike programs or even um, community policing efforts or just having that extra element of security. Certainly... For all trails, but most likely in this neighborhood, too, the security of the residents that live there is going to be an important element and an important topic. Yes? Isn't there a proposed trail along the um uh, proposed expansion, and how would it that? Uh, right now, it's really just conceptually connected, just that it goes to Hawthorne Road and, and would link to whatever bike paths are, are eventually constructed there. And there are, um, I believe there are bike paths along Hawthorne Road right now, bike lanes, uh, bike lanes. So right now, just in concept, it would be connecting to those lanes Well, a lot of the traffic that happens in this neighborhood now is by foot and by bike. Yes. So a lot of these streets <laughs> are already very well covered and traveled by pedestrians and cyclists. It would be great if there was a designated corridor. Or, a sure. <laughs> yeah. abso- Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. I, Absolutely. that's part of what we're here. Intersection is a very tricky intersection. And there's already a lot. I agree with yeah, that. Really and, uh, that's a, an, and another easy way really to identify these the, the these paths or these points of connectivity is to see where people are already using them. And they certainly are. There's a steady stream of bicyclists that cross through this intersection all the time. And
6: quite frankly, I think
2: that's an easier close to cross than the actual intersection of Waldo and... Down here, yes. And there's another one going from the south to north here that is heavily used and is another intersection that uh, it, it's a, a miracle that anyone ever makes it across there at the, at the five points section. Uh, but, yes, so the, the vision for how this would be used really by the residents then is, of course, they could either continue to use the neighborhood roads that they already used if they wanted to, if they had a job at Walmart or further up the road or, of course, deeper into the city, you could take your local roads over to the bigger, wider, uh, more easily used or access road to get to those, those nodes. becomes like a bike collector really. Yes.
3: Exactly, exactly. Right all the way right. to, back to Hawthorne. Now it might be a way to tie it in right to that Southeast Avenue Trail that we're talking about. Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, that section, right? Yeah, be. absolutely. Uh, I wanted to mention one thing about you know all the trouble you have with the, the pollution and everything there in that uh, in the canal part of, of the creek. Um, For my observation, I've seen this in my neighborhood. We're in Sixth Street so much so many people dumping stuff there. There were actually people camping in that uh, unused you know part of the city basically. And then when public works came through before I worked for public works and paved that trail, uh, I you know, all of that decreased. Um, people dumping, people camping out illegally there, all of that went down because now you're and this is kind of a septech principle, now you claim to that space that space is designated for a purpose so so really that could actually help you know having this paved trail back there or paved or paved really as long as it's designated for some sort of purpose now people identify it as such and they are at least a little less likely to right. throw their fridge or, or whatever
2: and certainly how how detailed you wanted to get into an aesthetically pleasing design there's a lot of opportunities to do as much or as little Dressed as you wanted to Places. That's cool. Sure. Can I ask who is responsible
4: for keeping these trails clean? Because, you know, I mean, I use these trails, I love these trails, but but my question
6: is is the city constantly taking on more and more responsibility for cleaning these trails all the time? Because, I mean, people have thrown all kinds of uh, fast food
4: bags and everything on these trails. So, if I can address that. Um, so, after Public Works builds the trails, then our department is the responsible party to maintain them. Um, and and all of them, currently, all of the rail trails are, are maintained with con- contractual staff, um, a contractor that's doing the mowing and, and mowing and so on, and then supplemented by our staff picking up litter, especially along Waldo Trail, Waldo Road, where I've witnessed this, you probably witnessed it, where large dump trucks are heading to the dump, and there's litter flying mm-hmm. out, out and landing all along that corridor, and and uh, you know often you know we get calls about the, the litter along all the Road Trail, and and we will have just maybe the day before a, a crew would have gone picked up litter, cleaned the whole trail, but the very next day it just is blowing out of these trucks, and anyway, so I just. Just want you to know, that's a constant problem that we're having and, and we we have a lot, also a wonderful organization called the Trail Keepers, um, our Stockwell's group. And um, they do every, once a month cleanups as well, volunteer cleanups, so uh, that's another opportunity. But So we also use a lot of volunteers to do trail cleanups. Uh, so it's a combination, Kayla, of, of maintenance staff that are very stretched. Um, when I say that, during the recession years of 08 to 2011, 12, we lost 20 positions in our department, of which eight of them were park maintenance positions. Um, we're trying to get some of that back now, but we've reorganized, you know, contractual labor, etc. Um, so. Let me just say this too: If you have, you know, an area that's constantly not being addressed, or you, you know, you still see the same trash there after a few days, you know, I'll really ask you to call me. My business card is there. Send me a note. Text me something because we rely so heavily on our volunteers and our citizens to to. We have park fans in every neighborhood who who call us you know continuously to say hey somebody just dumped a whole blah 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 you know so uh, it's a constant battle but um, we we do appreciate our citizens telling us when there are real issues out there that we haven't seen yet so so don't hesitate to
0: to call so text email et cetera michelle i've got one question and a couple statements so my question to you is three one 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 or whatever they're calling it now, can they utilize that service with the geo? Yes,
4: absolutely. And, and actually the our whole citizen centered movement is to utilize that service more and more. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly the easiest three one one G and
0: And then, uh, you know exactly where it's at. Um, that's correct. And and then my statements would be one, Arts group is coordinating with a few other um, fiscally sponsored trail climbing groups and I think June is actually National Trail Month and they're going to try to do one cleanup of six different trails at once. Yes. Um, so you guys should keep an eye out for that. But I, I would also say that it, it varies greatly. You, you ask a really simple question I had a complex answer because yeah. you don't actually control all of those those trails. You can control a section within inside your boundary. Right. Um, and we looked at it from the National Ocean, for instance. say so we wanted to go from the city again to the Hawthorne. There are the thirteen agencies that you have to deal with, and you end up dealing with DEP because it's occurred, and, and so it gets really complex. And even art had some uh, initial pickup starting up with who we could partner with and who we couldn't because of liability. So it's a real complex issue. It shouldn't be though. I, mean, <coughs> we should, we should I agree. It should be so so simple. <laughs> <laughs> you so,
4: back to the
6: sure. Uh, another question that I had is um, so you were talking about the trail along Waldo Road, and who would be picking up litter along Waldo Road from the state perspective? You know, what's the overlap there? It seems like there could be some economy of combining of efforts. Does that make sense? You know, I mean, I I can see where you're taking a trail through a, a forested area and there's no road next to it, but when you have like the arch of grade or even go road where it's it's obviously you know you're dealing with litter not from bikes but from cars Large. why why does why does that become the bike community's mm-hmm. responsibility and that's as an asset to so say i, I use a, that as an example of uh,
4: a continuous litter problem that is truly really more of a street litter problem yeah uh, but it's, it's reflected along that green corridor uh, and therefore reflection along of the trail
6: itself reflection of the city and our department. Uh, the so adopted trail and adopt a road programs, is there any overlap there or are they completely separate? No, good questions. And, and really the trail keepers uh,
4: effort is our first effort to adopt the trail and uh, mm-hmm. so we we're just we have now agreements that can be utilized for businesses, communities, and so on. Individuals, uh, if they so desire, to adopt segments of, of, of any trail within the city.
0: Within the city. Thank you. <laughs> the county is still problem, anyway. Um, within <laughs> within the city. But but that's a you know large.
3: But, but maybe that's to get them to bring this back to the actual. Yeah. People. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good questions, But we were kind of heading earlier and I picked up this marker because I was if somebody wants to draw a bike boulevard on I'm here but they think their bike boulevard should be. And that was kind of part of what we were hoping to uh, solicit from you all in terms of we call it brainstorming, feedback, idea, creating, identifying needs, identifying opportunities. Um, so we have two maps here. Um, I'll be down in a second, but I think staff will probably hang around, so if you have any questions for us, uh, we'll be here, but um, I think it would be great to you know, sketch on here what what facilities you think uh, are, are missing or lacking, where you think it would make sense to have a multi-use trail or a bike lane or anything else. Like I said, the bike lanes are in blue, the trails are in green, the boulevards are in purple, so I don't want to be too you know, militant about it, but if Keeping <laughs> <laughs> that, then it'll be easier for us to figure out what you're uh, communicating there. Um, and then the other idea we were we were talking about. And I mean, this is a pretty open session, so you know, chime in with, with alternate ideas. Was um nodes um, or uh, destinations or you know, your neighborhood. So maybe we you can, you can identify people's neighborhoods here with blue dots, and then. Uh, Say neighborhoods with yellow, shopping areas with are blue, uh, parks that you might travel to by bicycle with, with green dots. So if you want to look at your little sphere of bicycling uh, influence and kind of go through that exercise as well, I think that might be useful information for us and, and, and kind of a neat way to brainstorm about uh, where we need uh, to expand the connectivity. I want to do a key or something? Yeah, I'll do a key. Do you want to add these to your? Yeah, sure. I mean that that would be a good start. Um. Yeah.
5: That's great. But, you know, but yeah, but yes, as long
6: you as can, you, you can, can get walk in, it. in there,
4: right? And there are some natural trails that people are using Kind around of around, around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: I mean, the only issue, like I said, is uh, somewhere around here, it gets up yeah. really, really wide. The creek. So I'm somewhere just somewhere right around here, I think. Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of it seems a little tricky, I mean, like physically. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. But it does look reasonable. It's like it could, it could happen. Yeah, but <laughs> well, make sure to get it on maybe. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: This is the one that they just did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. that's just where you're going to run it. Yeah, i that. We will see so. how going It's very much frustrating. I think I still do this week because I'll run it on the other side and it's hard to watch the same. on the Yeah, because I think Yeah, I shall. Yeah, I prefer just to run it on the side of the, 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 the I mean, road.
6: Yeah, oh, oh, you're it's nice when
0: I the ask, the- ask
6: you someone's more on but not
0: I think it's that so thing, as long as it feels so like it like, was fall, and they were not involved in the fact that only, only in the and yeah. the, uh, the one, I mean, uh, to do the thing yeah.
3: yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. uh, I I a person kind of, uh, that kind of just you're trying to down to where the target is there, yeah, static. I
0: Thank <laughs> you. There. are I think I'm right, where as soon as I walk out of the way, nice concave Sometimes we've done that one right, right here, right so right the yeah. only so
6: I Unless it get a hold of your back tire, then you just got to uh, run the So you to create the trails Well, all right. So i wanted to about that a between the city, and these about the
2: Trail
0: some stuff through yeah. copper. So really yeah. easy.
6: Here, wow. and then the exactly So get us off of the 23rd Avenue and 6th This is an awesome trail uh, that, it's that, it's that really should really happen. However, we, um, we also want this other trail here because this we, um, provides regional connectivity uh, to uh, everyone, everyone who's using yeah. right And now, we don't I'm need seeing, all those people, everybody in our neighborhood. So I just want to give you the heads up that our neighborhood association is county we have projects we've got yeah. So we're we um, so all just trying to make sure that would all 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 the city goes to both of the city. need the agreement, the agreement says one of is and we don't like that. There's no facility for us. So we're to separate there because that's the perspective. So yeah, San Francisco Cross 20 and you can get to um, what, yeah, some we'll more we'll 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 trees. I'm not, not, not the best here, so yeah i realized first start
0: the I appreciate you I you are the time. I you i not I'd not be surprised it does.